Welcome to On the Line. My name is Chris Wendelkin. This is a new podcast wherein I call friends living around the country to talk all things life and professional basketball, the NBA, sports. Maybe we'll talk movies, politics, uh, music, pop culture, whatever it is that's happening in the world. We will talk it if it's interesting to us, and we will examine it specifically through the lens of what else but everyone's favorite thing, gambling. Um, I consider myself uh, a, a compulsive gambler. Uh, I love gambling, even though you know a bit of a caveat is that I've actually never placed a bet. Um, but you know, I'm a risk taker, and that is essentially what gambling is, right? I just moved from Los Angeles to New York about a month and a half, two months ago, and I am missing my friends back in LA terribly. So, you know, putting together this podcast seemed like a great opportunity to touch base with all of them, hear how they're doing, stay involved with their lives. So that's the essence of the podcast. Um, without further ado, today is the NBA trade deadline. It's a, it's a, massive day where all the players in the NBA are (laughs) staring at their iPhone and looking at Twitter to see if they've been traded somewhere. And for friends and I, it's like one of the most fun days. My, my phone is just blowing up with texts all day. So, um, I'm going to call one of my, one of my oldest and best friends, Matt Hobby. He's an actor, writer, comedian living out in LA. He is a serial NBA fan. He is a massive Chicago Bulls fan. So I'm sure he's got plenty on his mind. So without further ado, let's give a call to Matt Hobby. Volleyball. On the line, uh, my first guest, comedian, my uh, my good friend out in Los Angeles, Matt Hobby. How are you? I am honored. That's <laughs> what I am. I'm honored. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be the first guest. Yeah. How you doing? How's the rhythm? Uh, I'm great. I'm sitting in my car so that I have a quiet space <laughs> for you. Wait, are you in traffic or are you sitting in your driveway? I'm sitting in my garage, like in my driveway. I'm, in my shared garage with the other people from my apartment. I'm delighted. Uh, is the baby so quiet. is the baby with you, or is, is the baby with Mary? The baby's a, the baby's asleep, but the baby's going to wake up. So, <laughs> do you have the baby monitor the baby in the car? Up, no, I've got I've got a I've got a I've got a wife upstairs who who will um, who will tend to the child when she wakes. Unbelievable. Wait, so uh, yeah. just real quick. I mean, you know, uh, today's the NBA trade deadline. It's like one of the biggest days in the life of, I don't know, you and 10 of our friends. Um, every, every day this year, it's like a huge thing. So before we dive too deep into that stuff, on a personal note, I, I, t- I talked to you like a week ago. Uh, you said you were moving. Yeah. I just wanted to check in real quick, see how all the stuff with that is going. Have you guys started packing up yet, or are you still a little ways away? This is a thing to talk about. We have not started packing up. Okay. We are moving like uh, a month from tomorrow. Basically. Okay, cool. Um, moving, uh, and we, we, I, I got a bunch of boxes off, like used boxes off yeah. Craigslist. Okay. Which makes me sound like a crazy person. But <laughs> having just movie supplies yeah. are expensive. I just did this. Movie man. supplies are yeah. very expensive. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I look at these box prices, I'm thinking what what, what let's just, what would you pay for a new box? box? What would you expect to pay well, let me ask, for a new box? What's the, what size moved, box? So. What size box are we talking here? So I just moved for the listeners say, uh, you know, a, I, I just I just box. Yeah, I just moved from Los 18, Angeles to New York. Eighteen by eighteen by twenty four. What is it again? Give me the dimensions. 18 by what? 18 by 18 by 24. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Um, so that's a medium size? That's a medium. I think that's a standard medium size. Okay. And are we just going like standard box or are we going extra thick? No, not double walled. Great. Standard box. Standard. This isn't a short move. This is an intra-city move. Sure, sure, intra- sure, sure. Let me within. say medium size box. I mean, uh, my memory is a little foggy, but I can go you know, right over the middle of the plate. Show me something like 10 bucks, 12 bucks for a medium size box. What? That's so high. That's so much money. <laughs> How much crazy. are they? How much are they? <laughs> They're, they're about $1.50. Okay, okay, okay. I was definitely but remembering the double-walled boxes. A double-walled box can't be $10. No. It's like, how on earth would anyone afford to move? 
I, um, I just remember buying, pro- I moved to, from LA to New York and I probably sent four or five large double walled boxes to my parents' house. And, um, I remember, I remember the guy at the box store in Hollywood was like, no, nah, you really got to get the double wall boxes. You got to get the double wall boxes. And I remember being really surprised when I left the moving store and I was like, did I just drop 50 bucks on like some fucking boxes and tape? On boxes, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Like yeah. boxes and tape. Like I even went on some like used box website, <laughs> but they where they like sell you used boxes. Yeah. And, and it was like still ju- almost just as much. I was like, they're not really giving you much of a discount when the box is used. It was still like a dollar twenty-five. I was like, a quarter cent, you know. Um, so, anyways, I went on Craigslist and I found some some free boxes. People who had just there moved who were like, "We got all these boxes. You can take the yeah. boxes." So, yeah. I've got a bunch, but I, I was really expecting to start packing, and that has not happened. Hasn't happened yet. It's a process, man. My life partner and the love of my life, yeah. Mary, my wife, yeah, has. Is, is stating that she believes we need 10 days to pack. Oh, no. That is what she said. <gasps> Get she Mary said on the 10 phone. 10 days to pack. No, I, can t- I promise you, baby, it's going to take more than 10 days. That's what I We I, have a child. Yeah, but no. I was like, are you nuts? Matt, we were like just packing. You remember the size of my studio apartment in Hollywood? That took me a solid. I mean, granted, I was. Well, I was throwing away a lot of stuff too. You know, like I I was just pitching stuff. You guys are probably keeping a lot more than I am because you're just moving within the city. But that took me a solid like three weeks. Um, So, no, Mary, Mary's wrong. It's going to take more than 10 days. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Um, tell her I have the, the backing of you and the entire podcast audience. So I was on uh, I was on ESPN's uh, homepage this morning, just kind of getting like prepped for the the mm-hmm. deadline. Mm-hmm. And one mm-hmm. of the one of the lead articles that I saw was I'll just read you the headline: The Rock and Sly and Sly Stallone reportedly urging Rob Gronkowski to try a movie career. Did you hear about this? No, I've yeah. not heard about that. So after <laughs> after uh, the Pats lost the Super Bowl, um, apparently there have been rumors circulating that Gron- Gronkowski might retire, like that he might just call it right. quits. Because, you know, that guy's like a crash. Right. He's like a crash dummy, you know, like his brains are scrambled at this point. Yeah. So he might like pull the plug at age, I don't know, what is he, probably 28 years old? And um, yeah. apparently people are pushing him to, to go for the movies. And dude, if that's the case... I I think we got to get out. You know what I mean? Like I, I I don't know what there is for us in in terms of you know Hollywood, the movies, whatever it is. If Gronkowski's in, I just don't know what that that leaves for you and I. I've always considered myself a Rob Gronkowski type. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 You're gonna start showing up. Stuff. You're gonna start showing up for commercial auditions. He'll be there. He'll be at UCB doing shows with you. Right. He'll be sitting outside. He'll be like, Nah, I need this RB spot. Man. I mean, I just think he's. That, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense to yeah. me. If I was a football player who had any type of personality, I would go straight into sportscasting. I think the money's probably, like, the NFL salaries are not crazy. No, the man. money you could make in broadcasting is probably not that, but. But you're also not like. Semi comparable. Yeah, you're also not getting, like, I'm killed on a weekly basis. Knowing nothing at all. <laughs> no. But, like. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think, like, Steve Kerr is making, like, significantly more cash than he was as a broadcaster. No, I, I, yeah. But the thing is uh, also when you're in the NFL, all the money that you make, you're probably offsetting by spending it at like doctors and like trying to repair your body that you're like literally destroying oh, yeah. week by week. Totally. Yeah. I'd pull the plug. Totally. I, I would, I would, I, I think that, uh, a smart move. I'm surprised that the rock and Sylvester Stallone were like, <laughs> let's get on the horn to Rob Gronkowski. Cause I, he I'm could be maybe that, like taking their turf, right? Well, maybe no, The Rock is so famous, and Sylvester Stallone is like an <laughs> icon. I just think like I didn't think The Rock and Sly Stallone talked, much less talked to Gronk. directly to Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that, that's an open line. Just, yeah, that's an open line. That's just the sort of thing where you're like, oh no, there is like you hit a financial threshold, and then everybody just gets you in the Rolodex. Right, right, right. Hey, listen, before we talk too much about uh, the news of the day, the deadline and stuff, real quick, I want to give the audience a snapshot. So you're a Bulls fan. I'm a Knicks fan. Um, Can we talk Bulls for a second? Because obviously, like our our teams are basically completely out of contention as far as like competitive, 
like NBA basketball goes, they're not really in the conversation. So they are not. <laughs> maybe we could spend they a are minute. Not relevant. <laughs> they are not relevant teams at all. for anything but people in very deep fantasy leagues. Maybe we could spend a second or two on your team and my team. Just give us like a quick. Um, you know, state of the union snapshot of what, like, where, wh- what's, what's the bull fan thinking right now? Like, it seems to me the last couple of years have ju- you've just been in this weird middle ground between, you know, vet talented vet players like Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, Rondo is on the team, but like kind of in purgatory, and then they they basically you know gutted the team and decided to go young. And they may have hit something here with uh, with Laurie Marketing, huh? Absolutely. I mean, I think the you know, as a Bulls fan, the like the Tibbs years were good years. Yeah. But we always got smashed by LeBron. Like, yeah. God, we always got smashed by LeBron, and and that they we deserve it because of the Jordan years. You know, like it's like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, this is what the Knicks felt like. Right. Right. You right. know. Uh, during Jordan's day, or right. Cavs or whatever. So, like, no one's going to so feel it, bad for the Bulls, I guess, in that regard. Cause they, nobody yeah. feels bad right. for the Bulls. Right, right, right. I was a big Jimmy Butler fan. Yeah. I, you know, even though he has definitely become way more Hollywood, I love Jimmy yeah. Buckets. Um, and I was frustrated that the Bulls never really tried to build around him. That, like, the year that they offloaded Rose, they just did some, like, what you know, when they got rid of Rose and, and Noah to the Knicks, like, they just didn't yeah. do, they, they, like, Dwayne Wade, that was such a bad move. And now, you know, he's back in Miami as, as of the trade deadline. Yeah. We're not there yet, but we're not talking about that yet. I, as a Bulls fan, I was just, like, disheartened by that because I was like, I've gotten, to, I've watched this guy grow and develop and become, right. like, this, like, kind of top Fifteen player in the NBA, and you know even better now. But I would just, I just wanted to see them take a shot with him. Yeah, and it felt like there were avenues to do that that they never like went down. Explored. Hey, you, you know, yeah. yeah. Have you been watching the Timberwolves this season? Uh, not as much as I. Maybe should or would. At the start of the okay. season. <laughs> uh, my my point is just this: I have been really curious about the Timberwolves and about Jimmy Butler, and I've been making a point to watch them. And I, maybe it's just because I watched the game last night, the uh, the Cavs and the T Wolves. But I can't believe how good Butler is, and he's on my fantasy team. And this is the first year I've ever had him on my team. And I, you know, like when I was just looking at the numbers, I remember during our fantasy draft when I was just looking at the numbers, it was like, yeah, this checks out. He's going to be like a top twenty player, top fifteen player. Sure, you know, like makes sense on paper. I'll draft him. When you see him play on TV or in person, I think I think it's just like a totally different experience. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, having watched him all those years with the Bulls. He really is like the heart and soul of that team, especially the T-Wolves, you know, that young team, he really like picks those guys up by the bootstraps and drags them along. It's pretty incredible to watch. Yeah, he really is just, I mean, you know, he's back in his uh, in his lane with Tibbs where, you know, he's got the support of, I think, everybody yeah, uh, to I, be the leader of the team. I think know? he's one of those guys that needs... I think he's, it's a weird thing to say, but I think he's one of those guys that needs to be needed. You know what I mean? Like, I think he needs, he's an alpha dog. You know, like he needs a team that basically needs a heart and needs a soul and he can go and he can go in there and drag those guys along and it's really cool to see him with the wolves because they are so talented and they've got young legs and they can run and stuff so um, it's been been really fun watching them play. The wolves don't need that now because... right. Bulls don't need that because they've got Fred Hoiberg, who <laughs> is a man who. If if I had if I asked you if I yeah. asked you does Fred Hoiberg have braces, what would you say? I would say, oh God, I would say. Does he have braces or doesn't he? Do you know? Can you I tell? don't know. You can't the, tell when he talks. The truth is, I really Never don't know. His teeth, his teeth are hidden behind his lips when he speaks. The truth, the truth is, I really don't know whether he's wearing braces, which probably tells you all you need to know. Um, All you need to know about yeah. Fred Hoiberg. No, I actually have come to like I've come to. You're a coming full circle. I'm coming around on Hoiberg yeah. because of what he's done with Chris Dunn. Yeah, and I think that my uh, at this point I've lived with him through what I think will be the worst of it. Right. Because the thing is, is like last, it's all, it's it's all about expectations, and then we can talk about the next. But yeah. like, it really is. It's just like 
when you expect a team to be terrible and they are be- like better than terrible, than mediocre, yeah, yeah, but exactly. better than terrible, yeah. you're like, man, I feel great. It's totally true, you man. know. Yeah, I think that it's was like, the problem with the what well, with him and Butler was like, well, Jimmy Butler's on this team. Why aren't they much better than an eighth seed? How are they? You know what I mean? That that was like the mm-hmm. the, the frustrating thing with the Hoiberg. Bulls of the last couple of years is like you have Jimmy Butler, you have Derrick Rose, you should be better than this, and they they just were so disappointing. So, I think this is something that like that like with the Knicks and with the Bulls that is similar is that in the last few years there's just been a lot of like GM coach yeah. ownership talk, which like yeah. as a fan of basketball, it's like I don't want to talk yeah. about a GM. No. I don't want to talk about totally. Gar and Pack. Like, I'm here for the players. Dolan and Phil. It's like, I'm here for, like, a basketball team to play good and win. Yeah, totally. And if they're not winning, I at least want to see them developing. Like, I want to see the potential of winning, even if it's, like, a year out or two years out. And I think, you know, when Mello was on the Knicks and the same with Butler on the Bulls, it was it was this weird middle ground of like, are we trying to win now? Are we trying to develop for the future? Are we trying to play a certain system, whether it's the triangle or Huyberg's, you know, system of passing? And it was just like this very weird, muddled, like unclear um, strategy and plan of like what they were trying to do in the present tense. So if we're going to give the Bulls a letter grade on the season, what are we giving them? I mean, look, they, they, they've exceeded our expectations, no? Yeah. I mean, listen, I think they're going to be in the bottom four. Sure. Like, there's, I mean, they are, I mean, this is the, I don't know, the, the, the last week or two of yeah. Bulls basketball has just been miserable because well, Chris, Dunn, Chris Dunn is out with a concussion, uh, Markinen had dude. a baby and then couldn't catch a flight to Sacramento. And Wait, Markinen had a baby? Nico. Marketing Marketing had a baby. baby. Jesus, wait, isn't he like seventeen? Guys, (laughs) yeah. And and I also saw something where Lonzo Ball is is, yeah uh, gonna have a baby. Yeah, he's expecting. And you're like, (laughs) I'm just like, guys, chill, hang on. You do not need to have a baby at nineteen or (laughs) twenty. Like, I had my first at thirty-seven, and I feel fine about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wait, do, what, what's the deal with, uh, Markadin's kid? Is it, is it with a Finnish girl or is she an American or do we know? I have no, I, I know nothing. Okay. I know nothing of it. Okay. I really, there's a point at which I don't want yeah, to get no. to know NBA yeah. players anymore. Yeah, you know? totally. I'm there. I'm there. I want to know their game. I want to know a little bit of their personality, but I don't want to know their, I don't really know, to like, need I don't, to know who your I don't, girlfriend is. Yeah. Because, it, because it all leads to somebody in a Kardashian and that's Dude. like, I don't want to live in that world. Hey, so uh, let's let's talk about the Knicks real quick. Um, what was it? Two nights ago. Did I give you my letter grade? Did I give you my? Letter oh no! Grade? Give me give me a grade. Give me a grade. My letter grade. I'm gonna say uh, it has been a B minus year. That it, they get higher marks for getting lower in the draft, which we all know was the point. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, dribbler, if you told me, you know, six months ago, hey, you're gonna get a B minus from the Bulls this year, you would have probably taken it. I think honestly, yeah. Markinen playing as well as he has, Chris Dunn coming along. I mean, those are those are chips for the future, you know. Oh yeah, and they, they the the trade which I was very low on it has has panned out. I mean, Zach Levine yeah. is not panning out yet, but, uh, but this, we're, I'm just I'm I'm not worried about Levine until next year. I was gonna say, what's the story with Levine? How's he looked? I haven't really seen him since he's come back. Uh, not great. He can he jump? Looked like, good. He looked good in his first game, yeah. and then. Since then, it's been pretty rough. He's he, he's not shooting well. I, was, I went to Clippers Bulls, and I guess he scored a lot in the Clippers Bulls game. Yeah, looks pretty fun. He had a good point total in uh, Sacramento as well. Right, but low efficiency, high volume. You know, low efficiency, high volume. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's talk about the Knicks real quick. I guess it was two nights ago. My guy, Kristaps Porzingis. You know, the unicorn, uh, the great hope, uh, the great hope for uh, for the Knicks. Tears his ACL. Uh, and, um, I mean, what can I say, man? It's just, it's super disappointing. But honestly, if you're giving me truth serum, I think all Knicks fans were sort of waiting on this. <laughs> like, watching yeah. Porzingis run up and down the court for the last, what, 18 months, you know, two years, whatever it's been, it's just like 
you hold your breath every time he jumps, you know? And every time, like every time he jumps and every time he lands on the floor, you're just, you're watching all of the limbs sort of like sway. Yeah. And like, how did his joints hold up? Did, did he tear an elbow? Did he hurt his knee, you know, or his ankles intact? So, you know, it's, it's really disappointing, obviously, but at the same time, I think we were we were all kind of waiting on something along this line. So I feel like I feel like with guys that size, yeah, like you see it because like I think the idea is like they want to take Porzingis and they want to retrofit him with a body like DeAndre Jordan, right? Yeah, because like DeAndre yep. Jordan is like so unbreakable. He's just like a he's a superhero. Man, he right. looks like a superhero. Yep, and. To me, I'm like, you get a guy like Porzingis, it's like his only workout is downward dog. Like, he just needs to do yoga <laughs> yeah. only. Yeah, because, you're right. Because, like, I think what happens is they build up I these know. power muscles in these guys. Yeah. And then it's like a guy with a with a leaner frame, and I think it's not just seven-footers, but you see it, it, you know, down the line. Like, everybody's blowing out ACLs, and I think we've just reached the limit of where, and I'm not a scientist, or a nutritionist, yeah. or a person who understands physiology at all. But we've reached this point where, like, muscle is so much larger than, like, bone and tendon yeah. that we're, like, just tearing everything. Like, everything's getting torn. Well, I think because- also, yeah, to your point, I think there's this, like, one-size-fits-all mentality of... Um, muscle mass like that building muscle is a good idea for everyone and it's almost like i don't know that Kristaps porzingis could play like Kristaps porzingis does if he looked like deandre jordan you know what i mean like right. i don't know that he could hit threes the way he does and block shots protect the rim the way he does if he had as much weight and bulk as deandre jordan part of what makes him him is like the fact that he's so nimble and like you know, limber and has these like long goofy right. arms that can swat you out yeah. of nowhere. So it's not like a, you know, there's like a little bit of a danger. I think sometimes in this like one size fit all, like we have to make everybody big and bulky and strong. Exactly. It's like, he should be, he should just be doing yoga and like judo. Yeah. Like just <laughs> yeah. so that like, it's just like, I'm just like, I have, I have all muscles. Yeah. I have all the muscles like toned yeah. but nothing like freakishly big bodybuilding and I also yeah. am like very aware of the space around me and yeah. like when you try to like throw an elbow into my back I know exactly how to like counter that Yep. and you know not like necessarily drop somebody to the ground but like use their momentum against them totally I think that's what judo is um, um, real quick on, on the Knicks I mean uh, other yeah. things you know Frank Neal Kina I think, you know, the jury is still really out on him. He looks like a really good defender. Um, I think the offensive mm-hmm. game's a work in progress. He's 19 years old. I'm not terribly concerned about oh, him. Is. yeah. Yeah the, yeah, the big thing with him, you know, is just the Knicks just got to be patient. Like, they, they got to commit to him, and they got to commit to developing him and not, like, try to, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. He's not going to be one of these, like, microwavable things where it's, like, you know, two weeks later he's ready to go and he's an all-star he's going to take time he's going to take he reminds me of mike conley almost like it's going to take him i think maybe two or two and a half seasons before he starts to bloom a little bit um yeah the other one is uh joakim noah your guy from the bulls currently in nick this thing's a mess man i think um i wouldn't be surprised if i don't know can, can the knicks buy him out or can they stretch him i don't i don't exactly know how that stuff works but it just seems He's like a really bad marriage so much money left. yeah dude yeah it's, it's a, a ton terrible, of money it's a terrible it's, it's a, a ton of money, it's and a I ton don't of money. think he's going to leave it on the table. No, he'd like, be stupid. I too. think he's like, I earned that money totally. So, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave it on the table. I mean, he's a competitor, but yeah. like, I think it would be one thing if like he had been playing and then got like uh, basically taken out of the rotation. But like, Joakim Noah hasn't played in two years, so yeah. like, I know he wants to play. Like, I know he's hungry. He's prideful. but at the same time, it's not like he has a rhythm of playing. Where he's going to be like, I don't want to lose my rhythm. Right. You know what I mean? He can't or, just wanna, suit up like, for I OKC tomorrow like, no. night. Yeah, yeah. He can't just suit up I'll for OKC. to rest and work yeah. out and train and all this sort of stuff and then be ready and let them buy me out next year when I've gotten all my money right. or as much of my money as I want. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm looking at the standings now. The Knicks are in 11th place. The Bulls are in 12th place in the conference. And, you know, we just the Knicks just lost Porzingis. Um, 
I think they're going to go into tank mode here. I was surprised they didn't pair off more guys. I, I was surprised they didn't sell harder at the deadline today, being that they lost Porzingis. Me three. At, at this point, they may as well just commit to being as bad as they can and try to, you know, just keep stacking the team with young lottery picks, get get young talent in there, develop these guys. So it was a little surprising to yeah. me that O'Quinn wasn't traded. That's uh, such a surprise to me. I was like, why are you holding on to Kyle O'Quinn? Like, you know, I understand cancer might be hard to unload, but like, oh. I, I don't know. O'Quinn to the Warriors for something. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's talk about the deadline. I mean, dude, this was an exciting, I think this was a pretty exciting day. I mean, as far as like the trades that went down, um, I'll run through uh, all, the, all the guys that were moved, um, starting all the way back from at the beginning of the season, just some of the big ones. So Kyrie went to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas. Eventually, Eric Bledsoe went to the Bucks. Jaleel Okafor went to the Nets. And then in January, end of January, Blake Griffin was traded to the Pistons. And then we had Miritich traded to the Pelicans, Tyler Zeller to the Bucks, Willie Hernan Gomez to the Hornets, Jameer Nelson to the Pistons. What are some of the big ones? Um, let's see. Let's see. Noah Vonley went to the Bulls. And that's one of the big ones, yeah. That's one of the big ones. Emmanuel Moutier went to the Knicks in a three-team deal for Doug McDermott. Devin Harris went to the Pure Nuggets. Mode. Yep, yep. Pyramids. Yep. Pyramids. Pyramids to New York. I like it. All right. I well, like it for the Knicks. Yeah. The uh, guy needed to change the scenery. He, he got dominated by Jamal Murray. I mean, like, I think he's young enough that uh, you don't, you still don't know, like, you can still tell yourself there's potential. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not who he's going to be. And I think he can play alongside Frank because he's more of a scoring point guard than like an assisty point guard. Right. Um, and the, I think, you know, yeah. those things together well, are going to be good. I think when young uh, players... Hey, Molly, one second. Yeah, Molly, yeah. one second. Uh, my neighbor's about to get in his car <laughs> and turn it on. This is exciting. Hey, what's up, Charlie? Thank you very much for the book for Roxy. It was very nice. It was so nice. I'm doing a podcast right now. That's why I'm sitting in the car. <laughs> he said, "Oh shit! I'll talk to you later." <laughs> we're that's keeping that's this. What happens when you're in the garage? We're keeping this. We're keeping this in the podcast. You know, it's funny about um, Moutier. It's funny about Moutier, Matt. Like, you know, I think the story with all young players is it's a combination of like work ethic and opportunity. You know, so we'll learn about someone like Emmanuel Moutier pretty quickly here because he's going to have a chance with the Knicks to to get minutes if he earns them. And and Hornacek, to his credit, has very much that's been his thing. Like you play if you earn your time, um, and that's why Hernan Gomez never got on the court was just because Cantor and O'Quinn outplayed him starting from training camp. So you know, Moutier will. But don't you think? But don't you think that's kind of stupid on his part? Oh, totally. Like, no, yeah. Because I think it's a little blind. It's a little blind to the bigger picture, which is like you know, it's awesome that Ennis Cantor is really busting his ass. But frankly, Hernan Gomez was on the all-rookie team last year. He's got a ton of potential. Like, we should be invested in his development, even if it means, you know, um, leapfrogging someone else on the depth chart. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the thing with the thing with Moody 8 is the Knicks have... They don't have a ton of point guard, uh, point guard depth, so he's going to have a chance there. Unlike you know, unlike the the center minutes, there was a real logjam. He's going to have Moutier will have a chance to get on the court for the Knicks and play point guard, uh, you know, either point guard or shooting guard. The trade that I really loved in terms of young point guards getting moved was Alfred Payton went to the Suns for a second round pick. Um, you know, he's a guy. You know, the the rap on Payton has been that he has no jump shot, and he's you, you, you pair him with Devin Booker. That could be a really interesting combination, I think. Um, this is a guy, too, yeah. you know, he's just going to be setting up Devin Booker all day. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens there. Dwayne Wade got traded back to the Heat. The uh, the big... Seems like he must... Uh, Flash is going to retire, I think. I think this is it. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know... Do you think he plays another full season, or do you think he just goes to Miami, plays the rest of the year yeah. as a final playoff series? and then retires. Um, maybe he'll come back next year, depending on like his knees or something, but I, I can't see him playing more than one year. But I think this was totally, about, I think he went to LeBron, or I think LeBron went to him and said, uh, you know, hey, we're going to trade for George Hill and we're going to trade for Rodney Hood. Um, do you want to stay here or or do you want to go home? And he was like, can you send me home? 
<laughs> and they were like, yeah, we can, I don't know, we'll ask just for like a second round pick. And that's what they got. And so Dwayne Wade's going back to Miami. And I think he's going to go home and retire. I don't know. Like I said, maybe he plays next season or not. But I think this is it for him. So yeah, it was it was kind of surprising. But I don't know, not all that surprising. Dwayne Wade's going to retire with the Heat. Rodney Hood, George Hill went to the Cavaliers uh, for Jay Crowder, Derek Rose, Joe Johnson, Amon Shumpert, and a 2020 second round pick. And the big, big, big trade of the day was Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Isaiah gets traded to uh, to the Lakers, incredibly, for Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance. So, I don't know, I mean, man. The Cavs just basically did like a hockey line change. <laughs> I am, it is so interesting to me. I, I understand why they did it. Yeah. But like, have you seen, because it was, it was so much, it's like so many moves, so many people in and out and around or whatever. And when you actually look at the lineup, it still doesn't feel like they're any closer. No. Like they got no. a little bit younger, <laughs> I guess, with like Larry Nance and, and Rodney Hood. No, um, but like, look, what are uh, the Cavs are a mess. You know, what are the cat Like what, if you could boil down the Cavs problems, what would they be? For me, it's like, they're not playing defense and they look dispirited. And I don't know that anyone that they acquired today fixes like those issues. I don't think anybody fixes the spirit problem. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Mm, I mean, they just look depressed. Uh, (laughs) They looked on, they look unhappy playing with each other. And I, I I don't know. I, I, you know, in defense of Colby Altman, their general manager, I don't know who they could have acquired that would make them look like not depressed unless it was, you know, like Durant or something. so I guess George Hill's going to run the point, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Hill's your, Hill's your starting point guard. Hood, your starting shooting guard. Right. LeBron, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. Okay. Okay. Then who's coming off the bench? J.R. Smith? J.R. Shumpert's gone. Tristan? D. Rose no. is gone. Shumpert's gone. Uh, Channing Fry is gone. Corver is still there. Corver. Uh, Seti Osman. Chetty Osman. Off the bench, Chetty Osman. Um, I love, okay. by the way, the Turkish, the young Turkish rookie. I love Chetty Osman. Looks like he's a sixth grader in an, in an emo band. Love him. Mm-hmm. Yep, very much so. He's probably, yeah. I think, I just, I just go, I still don't have a rotation. And I guess on the, you know, they're going to try to get somebody in the buyout market. Yeah. They're going to try to get someone, but I just don't. I don't see it, man. I just don't see it. I don't see it, and, like, I also feel, like, the real question is, does this make LeBron happy? Like, does this make LeBron, be, like, feel taken care of or, or whatever? Because they're all going to just follow his, like, yeah. they're just going to follow his lead. And yeah, like totally. only when If LeBron starts, is happy, like, we're all that, happy. There was that game, I don't remember who they were playing, it was, like, a national TV game, and LeBron was, like, screaming at everybody on the yep. bench. Yep, yep, that, Ever since that clip happened, the narrative shifted to, like, the Cavs are really messed up. Yeah, like LeBron and hates us, LeBron play, is mad at us, and we're in trouble. Right, and it's like, oh, if LeBron is mad yeah. at us, we must be really bad. Yeah. And then they were bad. I mean, then they were bad. But, like, you just, like, if he, if all of a sudden we see, like, LeBron smiling, LeBron smiling, then it'll be like, the Cavs are going to be fine. The Cavs are going to be fine. they got time to work it out. Like, yeah. They'll work it out by the time they get uh, into the playoffs, and then we'll see what they do. Dude, he is the bellwether for that whole team. I mean, I'm stating the obvious, but right, like when LeBron is happy. Yeah. You, you remember in what was it, 2008, 2009, when he was doing that like pregame introduction where he was like taking the picture, and then he was like rolling the bowling ball, and all the other players were like pins, and they would all get knocked down. It's like when the, when the Cavs are happy, when LeBron is like you know, enjoying his teammates, they're, they, they look like it. And when they're miserable and LeBron is miserable, like it looks like it. It's not, it's not, you know, rocket science or anything. Hey, real quick. Um, you're out in LA. What's your feeling on the Blake Griffin trade? Was it, was it weird? Uh, you know, was it like a weird vibe around LA when he was moved? It definitely like going to a Clipper game was like, who am I here to see? Who am I here to see? Like, uh, you know, DJ is uh, a great player, but he's definitely not. No, he's like a complimentary. Like, like he's he, like a he really has a nice, very specific highlight reel. Yeah, you know? he like and catches like dunks that people superstar. throw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Blake has personality. Like DeAndre doesn't have much personality. Lou Williams is very quiet. You know, like he's, they're they're great players. Uh, I guess Tobias Harris is now kind of like maybe their 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 standout guy, yeah. and he was. 
I he's mean, a good player. The Bulls. He, he played really, really well. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's, good great. he's, he's a good player. He's a good He's not LeBron. Like, I mean, he's what, not. Uh, what, he's not Blake, but he's a good player. Uh, do you, like, would you say Tobias Harris has a high voice or a mid-tone voice <laughs> or a deep voice? You know, uh, nobody knows. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Nobody know. knows. But let me let me let me who interviews Tobias Harris. Let me go out on a limb and say if he had a high voice, I wouldn't totally be surprised. And that probably right. tells you all you need to know, which is like Tobias Harris is a total mystery, you know? What if he just sounded like Ira Glass? Like he was like, um, yeah, when I, when, I, uh, when I when I shoot the three, I really just want it to go in, you know. That yeah, that would actually be incredible if he sounded like Ira Glass. Yeah, that would be incredible. Um, so uh, out of any of the moves today, um, you know, the moves with the Cavs, Dwayne Wade goes home, Blake Griffin goes to the Pistons. Did any of these move the needle for you? Like in, in terms of like what, when you think of um, teams contending for the championship, do, did anyone enter or exit that conversation by anything that happened today or in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks? Eric Bledsoe no. going to the Bucks no. doesn't make the Bucks like all of a sudden they're going to win the East or something, right? Well, you know, you were there. Yeah. I put money on the Bucks to win the East. Oh, baby! Because it was like a long shot <clears throat> bet, but like that's what we like. Just shy enough of a long shot that I was like, I mean, maybe they make some moves, and I was kind of like, if they can get a great center, you know, which like there's just been a lot of talk about them and DeAndre or them and somebody else. Um, that I was like, oh, they can if they can lock down their center position. And then when they traded for Tyler Zeller, I was like, oh, that's just like, we're so comfortable going out in the second round. <laughs> but, like, I, you know, I think Giannis will win them one playoff series, yeah. but I just don't, I don't see them coming out of the East. But yeah. I do have money on it. I, I would love, I mean, I would love to see, I don't know, I mean, Boston is just, they're a tight ship, man. And, they have kind of the only superstar in the East aside from LeBron and Kyrie. Yeah. Like, who who are the super, like, who's the starting five for the All-Stars in the East? Oh, man. Embiid, LeBron, Kyrie. Well, they did the draft, right? Oh, so they it's the draft. Yeah, but if you just think of the but top Kevin teams in the East. One, let's look at the Love top teams gone. in the East. You tell me who like who who are the premier superstar talents. Celtics, Raptors, Cavs, Wizards, Bucks, Pacers, Heat, 76ers. You'd say what? Yeah, DeRozan, DeRozan, Kyle Lowry. Everyone says DeMar DeRozan has, has, has taken a leap this year, and I don't doubt that, but I just – he – Yeah. I, I never want to watch the Raptors, man. No, I know what you mean. Who wants – I don't want to watch They're, the Raptors. He's like a cut below, you know, he's like a cut below LeBron and Durant. Like, it's it's, yeah. it's a different category of player. I mean, he's still a great player, but it's a different category. Yeah. But other than that, like I said, you know, John Wall and Brad Beal are on the Wizards. Giannis is... Oh, the Wizards are just falling apart. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because I can't... I, I don't like... I, I feel like when players make great shots, yeah. Right. Like when players make great shots or have a good drive or a block or whatever, like I cannot stand when people mean mug, and that is like John Wall's default face. Like John Wall yeah. has like resting bitch face, <laughs> and it just—I'm just like you're not tough. Yeah. Right. Like you're you're an athlete, and that's a wonderful thing. So like enjoy that. <laughs> but stop pretending like, you're something like, else. Yeah. Show me joy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Show me. I don't. Know. Oh, and he's just constantly like, mm, yeah. You know, like, like with the duck, the like angry duck face. Yeah. And yeah. I just don't. I cannot stand it. I cannot stand the whole wizards. Like we're going to be the bad guys. Tough thing. guys. Yeah. Like they're trying to be bruisers. Yeah. It's like you're not. You're not. And it's you're like not. it's passed on to Kelly Oubre, who's like a <laughs> Calvin Klein model. It's like. Dude, <laughs> You're an athlete, and you won the face lottery. Like, just enjoy yourself, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, so we're down on the East, but let me ask you real quick about a team on the rise. Um, the Rockets are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. And, you know, you know, CP3 and Harden are starting to really hit their stride. Do you think they can make the finals out of the West? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, only but because... It, it requires, like, a thought. Like you, like, you don't think so, but, like, you still have to think about it. It's not like a slam dunk no, right? It's, it's, a, it's a finger roll no. I think it's like a... <laughs> it's like... 
the Warriors are just too good. And wow. I, I think, like, the Rockets, as much as I, I just, I, I'm starting to believe a little bit that they yeah. could make some noise, but, like, you just, you can see it, like, Chris Paul's now guarding the off player. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I can't remember who they played most recently, but it was interesting to watch. Oh, Chris Paul's guarding the guy that just goes to stand in the corner. Yeah. I think to preserve himself for offense. Totally. Yeah. And, like, not that he can't turn that on, but it's like Steph Curry's just younger and faster right. and quicker. When it comes time to and guard so Curry, like, it's not going to be so simple. Yeah. It's not going to be that simple. And, like, the Warriors are a well oiled machine at this point. Yep. And as much as I really like Houston, I just feel like to get into a shooting contest with the Warriors, you're still going to lose. Hey, man. Like, because. <laughs> I, the just, Rockets still have PJ Tucker, yeah. and you know, like they can't put Ryan Anderson on the court in a Warriors series. So, like, they they still have these flaws that are don't get unmasked as much in the regular season, and definitely do in the playoffs. I'm just looking for reasons to believe. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just looking for reasons sure. to believe that maybe, maybe, maybe the Warriors can be uh, unseated. Um, Hey, let's talk real quick about the East and West standings. And I want to see if we can make a case for any of these uh, teams uh, on like in, in the seven, eight spots that they can maybe be picked mm-hmm. off. So specifically in the East, the, uh, the eighth seeds are the 76ers, Heat, and Pacers. Can any of those teams maybe be knocked off? Or maybe a better question is, can the Hornets or Pistons make a run? and uh, get into the playoffs here? I think the Pistons will make the playoffs. You do? I think... Uh, so pick a team... Pick a team... Sixers, Pacers, and who else? So six, seven, eight is Pacers, Heat, and 76ers. So which of those teams is going to get knocked out? I could see the Heat dropping out. Yeah. I mean, I think Dragic is kind of pulling them along yep. right now. Yep. But Dwayne Wade's going to come back, and Dwayne Wade's going to want, uh, what, 15, 17 shots a game? Yeah. And he's uh, old, but it's his it's his victory lap. He could kind of like Kobe, yep. Kobe that team a little bit, yep, and push him out of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, you know, I also think like the Pacers are having some injuries. Like Oladipo has been obviously like amazing, yeah, um, but like Carlton just had knee surgery. Miles Turner can't stay healthy, right? And and Sabonis has been playing really well in in Turner's absence, but like maybe there's just, some regression, yeah. You can just see them, like, if, if Oladipo doesn't continue to play out of his mind the rest of the season, like, you could see it falling apart, you know? Yeah. Um, because outside of that, like, I think they probably have, like, a, a decent seven-man rotation. But, I've you know, Al Jefferson's been getting minutes from that. So, like, Jeez. it's like, yeah. you know, that's not it's a patchwork. good patchwork. Yeah. All right. Uh, over in the West, yeah. over in the West, six, seven, and eighth seeds are the Nuggets, Blazers, and Pelicans. And 9, 10, 11 are Clippers, Jazz, and Lakers. Can you see a case for the Clippers, Jazz, or Lakers picking off the Nuggets, Blazers, or Pelicans? Maybe. Can the Jazz make a run? No. Can the, the Jazz no. can't catch anyone? No? I don't. I mean, I haven't been watching those recent games. I, I traded Ricky Rubio off my fantasy squad right before he became uh, whatever the, the – like before his sleeve tattoos activated and he became the Ricky Rubio that he is now. Yeah. He's like, all of a sudden he's been amazing. He's incredible. It's, it's, a, it's, it's awful because I watched yeah. him for 45 games, just eat shit. Just suck. And yeah. kill my, and just kill my Dude, shooting. But you had a clean break. A sudden, you've had a, you've had a clean break. And like we've talked about before, Matt, he can't hurt you anymore. You know? He can't hurt me anymore, but he he, he still can, can hurt actually. you. <laughs> he can happens. still hurt you. Me. He's hurting me a lot. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. I don't think I think the Jazz will regress to the mean, especially now that they're losing all of you know because they're going to wave Rose, and I think what they'll keep Crowder, but then it's like that puts more of a scoring burden on Rubio. Right. That he's I think he's already like he's had a good couple of weeks, but like you know these things come and go. He's not immune to a shooting slump. I could see, I don't think the Jazz really have a run in them. I, the Clippers maybe could kind of tinker around. I mean, the Pelicans. I don't know what the Pelicans have are. Not looked, have, they have not looked good with Miritich. Oh, dude, that freaking um, Cousins injury is such a bummer, man. They were, they were really starting to figure it out. Him and Davis looked yeah. so good passing the ball to each other high-low. Yeah. 
It's such a bummer. Yeah. Such a bummer. Yeah, and as a, as a Bulls fan, I'm sort of hoping that the Pelicans fall out. You know, yeah. I, I I don't know. The, the maybe now that the Clippers are like sort of locked in, it's like okay, this is this is our core. Um, they'll make it work. Avery Bradley didn't go anywhere, huh? No. No, he's still on the Clippers. I wonder if the I wonder if the Clippers play it out or try to buy him out. Maybe he'll want to buy out so that he can go play in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Let me let me ask you about a couple gambling odds. Uh, you know, th- this Ooh, podcast great. is Love called, it. you know, On the Line. So let's talk a little gambling. I, I'm interested if I can get you to bite at any of these odds to win the Eastern Conference. So currently to win the Eastern Conference, the Cavaliers are three to two. Um, meaning, I think... If you bet three dollars, if you bet two dollars and you and you win, you get three dollars in return, right? Is that sound right? Exactly. Okay. Yes, that's true. All right. So we got Cavs three to two. Not not terribly interested. The Milwaukee Bucks, which you placed a bet on this in Vegas, are currently ten to one. So I, I like think that. I man. got thirty to one. I think I got thirty or forty. <sighs> yeah, to yeah one. these are updated wow. odds. These are so so you got it when it was when it was even like a lower stock. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. I think we can make a case for Giannis getting hot in the playoffs and just blitzing through it, just being younger and more athletic than everyone else in the conference. Um, I bite at that. It'll depend on their path. You know, it, it, I think it'll depend on their path because like, if you wind up, if it shakes out where like their big wall that they have to go through isn't LeBron, but yeah. it's the Celtics, I could see it happening. Yep. You know? If if Jabari plays well, you know you get you put Chris Middleton on and Tony Snell on Kyrie. Yep, and kind of like make Jalen Brown beat you. Like it's possible. You know they could they could make that happen. All right, I got a couple another. I got a couple more. A low risk, high reward. So Houston. Although Greg Monroe yeah. in that series would be would have like seven revenge games. Oh sure, Which dude. Would be kind of amazing. Oh, he is so pissed at Milwaukee. Yeah, no doubt. Um, low risk, high reward. So uh, four to one, Houston Rockets win the Western Conference. I mean, if I got a spare hundred bucks, sure, I'm just gonna throw it at that. Low risk, high reward. Another one, um, Oklahoma City, fourteen to one. I don't know. Maybe OKC can get hot, right? Maybe maybe yeah, Melo shoots his brains out. And and they pick off the Warriors in uh, the Western Conference Finals, fourteen to one. That's it's it's so funny. It's, it's like I'm with you until you say the word Warriors, and then I'm like, no, actually, <laughs> I know, no, I know. Not yeah, there's no way, no way. Okay, yeah, yeah we're not biting. <laughs> hey, before I'm I let you, before I let you go, let's take a quick preview at tonight's games. So uh, the two game, the two TNT games games of the week are. Boston at Washington and OKC at the Lakers. Boston or the Wizards? I mean, I, I, what is it? Is, do we have a line on it? I yeah. Mean, I'm guessing. Hold on. Let me, let Go me ahead and guess that line. Yeah. Okay. If I'm Boston, it's We're in be, D.C. In D.C. national television. What is it? Boston minus seven? Dribbler, what, seven if, I, what if I told you it was Washington minus one? Shut up. Let's Not go. Possible. Let's place a bet now let's get on this line baby yeah it's washington minus one let me, there, there must be an injury playing, right? let, let me let me see who oh is there kyrie we go kyrie's injured marcus morris is injured greg monroe's day-to-day okay i'd still take boston st- i still take boston wow wow and then the other game yeah. is this is another one okc at los angeles pick it what's the line uh, it's got OKC's got to be giving them what six, three and a half, three and a half. That's so low. No Lonzo. That's so low. Mello is day to day. Westbrook is day to day. Maybe, but I don't know. Maybe Westbrook Must plays be that day to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if Westbrook plays, it's over. But yeah, if if he doesn't, I mean. All right, guess these other lines for me. I got Hawks at Magic. Paul George's audition for the Lakers. What? (laughs) Exactly. Hawks at Magic. Uh, Oh, man. I mean, these are Uh, two terrible teams. Magic minus one. Atlanta minus two. Knicks at Raptors. Oh, I'm guessing that's because maybe maybe we got so Schroeder's going to have his way. Um, What's the other one? Knicks at Raptors. 
Phoenix Raptors. Okay. Uh, You're not going to get it. 11? 14. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I'd take the Knicks in 14. I know. I'm kind of tempted with that. I mean, at that point, it's just insulting. It's like, come on, man. We're, we're not that bad. I get yeah. it. Porzingis is hurt, yeah. but Ennis Cantor is going to play hard. You know? Yeah. And yeah. you got to think that, like, the Raptors are going to have, like, a, well, this is going to be a cakewalk. And maybe they can keep it a little close. Right. Exactly. Uh, Hornets or Trailblazers? Uh, Trailblazers minus... Hornets at Trailblazers? Hornets at Trailblazers. Oh. Uh, Trailblazers minus like eight and a half. Trailblazers minus three. Oh. And here's the last really one. Don't believe. This huh. is a whopper. Mavericks at Warriors. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What is it? Like Warriors? Minus 14. 14 again. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they ever go over 15. I don't know if they could. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, hey, I'm going to let you go, but before I do, I want to ask you a little little fun trivia question here. This is a game I called Who Am I? Where I'm going to give you some stats. And since you're a Bulls okay. fan, um, let's, give you, let's give you a Bulls guy. So okay. this guy, I'm, I'm a former Chicago Bull. I am currently in my 16th NBA season, still in the league. Over my uh-huh. career, I've averaged 17 points, nine rebounds, and three assists. Who am I? Jamal Crawford. Uh-uh. No? Wait, hold on. It's a great guess, though. 16th NBA season? 16 glorious NBA seasons. Yeah. Loved the Windy City, too. He loved it. Damn. Uh, Ready? Uh, yeah, I, got, I, got, I don't know. It's Pau Gasol. Oh, yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking early career at the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, Dribbler. Yeah, Thanks so much for okay. hopping on the pod, man. This is a lot of fun. Happy to be on the line. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, bye, buddy. All right, that was the conversation with Matt Hobby. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to talk, and thank you for listening. Again, my name is Chris Wendelkin. This podcast is called On the Line. If you have a sec, please rate and review us on iTunes. Every little bit of traction we can get on the internet helps, especially as a new podcast. And uh, yeah, without further ado, thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you. I will talk to you. I, I will talk to you next week. Bye.